Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. I'm the Substitute Podcast host. We're talking School of Rock on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and dip your child's hands in bleach. Woohoo! It's an apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> yep, my guest gave me a, the most concerned look. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll introduce him. Coming in via Zoom, uh, he is a uh, comedian, he is a songwriter. Uh, give it up, it's Max Barth. Hey, what's up, Ross? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. So you and I currently live uh, maybe eight blocks from each other, but we are keeping that distance. Social distance, exactly, yeah. You're actually probably the first non-inner like inner group person that I've talked to in like weeks. Like I've talked to you know my roommate and like people I've known for 20 years and like my family, but it's yeah. nice to someone who's like different i've almost like i've gone on, i've gone on walks and i'm like pretty close to just like trying to talk to a stranger at this point from across the street yeah like i i i have not pet a dog in a month because i'm terrified of like asking a stranger like hey can i invade your six foot distance and also play with your animal yeah i tried to i put in my name to like adopt dogs but they only have dogs they have like large dogs and they have like behavioral challenge dogs and i just don't think i could do it just no like I, I'm I'm also moving Foster. at the end of the month, so like I don't know how that's gonna work with all of this. But hey, yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Man. I can't believe it's 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 so insane. But this is exactly the time to like dig into like comfort. What we were kind of talking about earlier, like a comfort movie like this one, you know? Yeah. So we're we're talking School of Rock today, which y- you could argue like I think it's a kids movie because I I saw it when it came out, and I think I was maybe six i might have been six or seven years old when i saw this movie and like everybody loves jack black he's family friendly fun yeah uh and also little baby miranda cosgrove with like the smallest mouth in the universe <laughs> yeah i'm a little bit older than you and so i was like kind of right in between i was like i don't know like 13 or 14 or something but like i was in between the uh the kids in the movie and like the adults yeah <laughs> so i think i sort of like it was a perfect film for me. And I like just started playing guitar and I went to, I was just starting in a, in a school that was kind of similar to that, like a prep school thing. Oh, wow. So yeah, when I was watching it again, I was realizing, I was like, this is very comforting because when I would, I would stay home sick a lot and my mom just let me <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I would watch the show and it was like inspiring because I was just getting into guitar and also cool to feel like, oh, I'm actually avoiding this type of school right now. <laughs> I had three DVDs. I had this at School of Rock. I had Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I had uh, The Others, the terrifying movie with Nicole Kidman. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, now I'm a comedian. So th- so those were your <laughs> those were your three, like, sick day movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I wanted something serious, I would watch Crouching Tiger. And then if I wanted uh, anything, I just watched School of- Dude, I watched School of Rock so many times. Like, when I started watching this again, I was, like, just mouthing the words along. Yeah, yeah, you were like, let's rock, let's rock today. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny little footnote on my epic ass. It's great. There's so many quotable, <laughs> quotable uh, quotes, man. There's yeah, like I, so. I'll say full disclosure. I did not rewatch this movie for this episode, but um, I'm in a similar boat with you. I watched this movie so many times. The DVD is like worn out. Like I this 
I don't know if yeah. I don't think this was my sick day movie, but this was like family movie night. If we couldn't decide on something, it like School of Rock would be in the running for sure. Um, my actual school day, yeah, movie, yeah. my sick day movie, I remember weird choice, but I would watch Team America World Police when I was sick. Whoa, see, I that's cool. Oh, I was a very, I was so cool. I I just like rewatched one clip the other day and I'm like, I don't know if this movie holds up at all because I'm also kind of like sick of like everything South Park, but I, mm. I think that that was a cool one, I think. It was, yeah, it was good. I, yeah, I just like, I, I, I think as you get older, your ability to rewatch things like that, I don't know, I, I have trouble, or just my attention span is, is so shot to shit after a smartphone for like yes. a decade that... But I mean, the same thing with video games or all these things that I used to be able to do when I was 14 for hours. And um, and now I just get like 20 minutes in and I just like can't focus. It's so, it's so scary because I can feel how much my um, uh, uh, attention span has taken a dip. Because I remember yeah. when I first got a smartphone, I would manually turn on and off like the data because I was like, oh, like I'm walking outside. I don't need to like have data on. Like only I just need it if somebody text me. And now it's like, I'll I'll just kind of like inherently just like keep opening and then closing the Facebook app. Like I'll just oh like flip out of it. It's the worst. Yeah. And well, I was thinking also watching it though. It's like, that was the very end of the era where that plot would even necessarily make sense where there wouldn't have to be a scene where someone just looks them up on Facebook and is like, Oh, you're impersonating someone. You're going to be arrested on terrorism charges. How many kids did you touch? You're going away for life. Like it was the very end of like, maybe he could have gotten away with that for a little bit, you know? Well, that's the thing, but like, uh, as we all remember, uh, Dewey touched all of those kids and the kids all touched him. Oh, right. Oh, right. At the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the mom starts like crying. Yeah. I don't think I got that line when it like is first said in the movie. I think it took like a couple watches for me to understand what that meant. I think as a kid, I was just like, oh, no, they realized that, that now he has an emotional attachment to these kids and he's not a teacher versus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the one. Uh... Uh, no vacancy great band i want to get like a no vacancy t-shirt dude like and you know that the singer from that was in rent wait really the no vacancy guy played roger in rent i think oh my god you're right yeah 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 yeah. he was like sorry man we're going in a different direction yeah this is spider he's replacing you <laughs> and spider's like the, and then he's like what's up dog it's great it's great <laughs> and then uh like take a shot every time Jack Black says something along the lines of, but it's about the music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, I feel like if it came out now, I've been so irony poisoned that it would be hard not to be go. It's just Jack Black being himself, but it's like, it really is like kind of the perfect role for him. Like it's hard to imagine. Um, it's just right. It's right in like the sweet spot of what you want to see him do. It's, it's less annoying because he's dealing with kids, I think. Yeah, what's well, it's also interesting that you say that. So, um the writer of the movie Mike White, he used to live, if I remember correctly from IMDb, he used to live like next door to Jack Black and Jack Black would just like run around in the hall naked and just like wow. do shit like that and just like play music and sing along. So like this is just a movie about Jack Black. Oh, you think he had him in mind while he was writing it? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. And like, I think this must have been the movie where everybody's like, yep, that's Jack Black. That's forever star. I mean, it's like, it's it's not even Jack Black. It's JB from Tenacious D. Like, oh, it is not, well, that's... You know, like, it really is the Tenacious D guy. I'd like to read like a fan, a fan theory that connects it as like being within the same universe. They should make a sequel where Kyle Gass is like another substitute teacher or something. 
By the way, Tenacious D movie, I get why people didn't like it. I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I was never really a Tenacious D person. Like, I think I appreciated it, but I never, like, because I think the weird part about this movie is, like, I love rock, but I'm not, I'm not, like, the kind of, like, hair metal, kind of, like, new agey rock that this movie is about. Like, I love 70s rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a fair, I mean, like, the, the soundtrack is, like, a lot of the Who and stuff like that, like, I definitely got got into a lot of those bands from the soundtrack. And the music editing is so good. There's so many scenes where like the riff starts at just right the right moment. And then he's like, it's it's watching it now, having tried to make a few things, not necessarily movies, but you're like, there's a lot of um there's a lot of work that goes into making it look that smooth and kind of seamless. Cause I feel like I've For seen sure. a lot of bad of bad attempts at that, you know. And this is like I mean, it was directed by Richard Linklater, who we all more so know from um uh, what's it called? Days and Confused, School of Rock, which is this movie, um, Boyhood. Like yeah. he, he's, yeah. he's he's no shit bird, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, full disclosure: I've I've also been drinking this morning, so this is yeah, yeah. What's, what do you have? Your vodka soda? Well, vodsad. Yeah, it's uh it's uh, Tito's vodka and uh, Target brand seltzer. To quote, to quote the guy, the kid, the drummer, uh, dude, you got a disease. <laughs> uh, well, you know what, Max? You're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> oh, well done. Which I actually, to- yeah, we, we, real quick, I one weird fact that I found about this from IMDb is that uh, the writer, Mike White, actually disowned the movie after uh, Richard Linklater played up like all the gay stereotypes about Billy because uh, Mike White is bisexual uh, and his dad is gay, which like, if well, anything didn't quite age in this movie, it's probably that stuff versus, you know, like the whole uh, world that we live in of monitoring kids and making sure that they're safe. <laughs> like yeah, those yeah. two things. That's interesting. I mean, from my, you know, I'll take, I'll take your perspective over mine here, but it seems like the, it, it still felt like it was dealt with somewhat well. Like they didn't yeah. seem to be making fun of him. I thought just my, you know, I don't know, but. Like, I, I don't really see it either. I can understand though. Cause like the kid, the little boy is like, I want to be the costume designer. And right, the, right. I mean, and like my family, we say you're tacky and I hate you to this day all the time. I text it to my brother several times a week. Uh, but and I'm I am like, tacky. he should hate me. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. Uh, but it's also a shame because, like, this is, like, Mike White's biggest movie that he wrote. Like, the other, the only other really big ones you could talk about are, like, Nacho Libre. And uh, he he was a co-writer of the Emoji movie. Oh, wow. But didn't he do that TV show um, uh, with... Um... Oh, I hate this. Never mind. I can't even remember. He did a TV show, Enlightened, right? Yes, he did that. He that also was really good. he's had some success with TV. Like he he also co-wrote uh, a couple episodes of Freaks and Geeks. So yeah, that's yeah. Nothing. He also um, wrote an episode of the uh, sorry the um, Nickelodeon adaptation of School of Rock. See, I didn't know that was a thing. I had heard there was the musical, but neither I did I. Like a TV show of it. Yeah, it lasted for three seasons and 45 like a sitcom, episodes. Like lap track and stuff? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched a single clip from it, but like yeah, it's, a multi- yeah. it's a multi-cam sitcom. And the guy that plays Dewey Finn is... Um, did you watch uh, The Righteous Gemstones? Um, I've seen clips from it. I, mean, so I saw he, the song. Yeah, so he's Keith. He's like this, like, like this born-again Satanist in The Righteous oh. Gemstones. But beforehand, don't worry, he was... Uh, Dewey Finn in the Netflix, the Nickelodeon adaptation. 
it's probably a good gig if you get to do that on Broadway. It's like another gig for like failed rock guys to do, you know? Yeah. Well, the guy that uh, in the musical of School of Rock, um, his name is Alex Brightman. And he he just finished up a run as Beetlejuice in the Beetlejuice musical. If I was him, I would show up and pretend to be him. I would pull a Ned Schneebly on him. <laughs> which I almost did here. I almost just had someone else call in and just say it was Max Barth just as like a meta joke. But then I realized I don't know how to use technology. Fine line between performance art and uh, mental illness is what I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. So Okay, so for, for you, Max, like what's what's a part of this movie that really kind of like latches onto you? Like what really kind of sticks out? Um, let me see. I think just the the fact that it is... I don't know. I think it just hit me at just the right time. Like I just started playing guitar maybe a few years before and I was in both those worlds where I was sort of in this like prep school world. And then also not that way at all. Yeah. Or who I am. And, um, did you have a principal like, uh, principal Mullins? We had a headmaster. That's Mm. how, you know what I mean? Like it was like Hogwarts, but the joke is it was Hogwarts, but instead of magic, it was sort of a vague Episcopalian thing. (laughs) So we had to wear like blazers and shit and you get demerits. And I, I loved it. It was great. But (laughs) <laughs> um, so it was a weird kind of in between worlds thing. So it felt very personal to me. And then also, I think looking back, what I liked about it is that it's it's sort of anti cool. It's very like, um, it's very earnest, which I like. And yeah. there's like heart to it, and it's not trying to be cool. Well, that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier and, about uh, and like, like the, the whole thing with um, uh, how uh, like our brain, your and my brains are so like irony poisoned and like just everything is up and like it's so nice to see just a story of a guy that just learns to like accept the place that he's in and like pivot successfully yeah, yeah. And then, oh you know what was a personal thing i think is that the zach character he's playing guitar and his dad's like yelling him and stuff like i that i understand that vibe i'll put it that Aww. way i understand that vibe. i mean cool but i you know i get it so i think as a kid it was a little bit of that too but looking back i think it's so cool because it's um it's very like anyone is welcome in music, which is cool. And that's sort of lame and stuff, but that's kind of, you know, my personal taste in music lately has been towards that stuff. It's just like very accessible. And um, I have trouble sometimes with sort of like atmospheric indie rock that's kind of hiding from itself. I don't really understand. I, I think it's cool when anyone makes whatever, but like, um, I don't know. I'm also always like 15 years behind music. Like I just got an LCD sound system. So like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, welcome. <laughs> I let other people and then I did MDMA and I saw them and it was like the best time in my entire life. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was funny. We were watching the show. My then girl, well, never mind. <laughs> my then girlfriend was like, cause we're just like tripping balls and watching the show. Sure. He's like, Oh, we should get a dog. You know, I love you. And I'm like, I, we totally should. We should also do anal. It was like a big MDMA <laughs> moment. Uh, but it was a great show. Anyway, um, I bet the parents in this in this movie they never did anal. Dude, you know who didn't is Sarah Silverman's character. Who she was so well. Oh, that's right. Well, that that was the weird. Th- I think the hardest part of me watching this movie is like that was my first experience with Sarah Silverman. So I thought like, oh man, like she kind of she's like mean and I don't like her. And then you see anything else that she does, and like she does that kind of wild like like bubbly personality but also like disgusting things so well yeah she's very good as and this is probably also i'm sure it could be critiqued in like uh from like a feminist perspective that she's sort of this like shrewish like no you can't have fun character right totally but she does play the part well and i thought that like 
Um, yeah. oh, my favorite scene is when he's trying to get uh, when Dewey's trying to get uh, Ned Ned Schneebly to join the band. He shows him. He's like, "You were the bass player of Maggot Death," and there's that photo of them, like all like. And I think one of the dudes in the photo is Dave Grohl. I just paused it, and I think they might have because I think Jack. I, I would Black not be surprised. I think the photo is Mike White and Dave Grohl dressed like zombies or some shit. Um, the, I also thought they could make a prequel about that band. That's you know? a, a lot of. It's funny you say that. They tried to make a sequel. Um, Jack Black was like really trying to make it happen, and the idea was that it was going to be called School of Rock Two: America Rocks where Dewey leads a group of summer school students on a cross-country field trip that delves into the history of rock and roll. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds fine. <laughs> I mean, I, it would be like a sequel. It would be for the true heads. It's like, it's like how um, Anchorman 2 is, I like, but I totally get if people don't like it. It's just for the people that like. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I had a great time. And then when we walked out, my friend was like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I love it. I don't care. Yeah. They should, oh, the other I mean, thing I've yeah. I was gonna say I remembered when I when I saw it in high school, um, like eighth ninth grade. I can't really remember, but I remember I tried to friend all the kids from the band on Facebook. Whoa! And I remember like I got most of them. I think I'm still friends with some of them. Let wow! Me see. This is wait. This is insane. So you're friends with Joey Gatos Jr., aka Zach Attack Mooneyham. Uh, am I? Let me see. Wow! This is this. <laughs> No, this I'm not. Wait, I was, I was, I'm friends with the drummer dude. I was. Kevin something, right? Well, Kevin Clark. Let me see if I have. Yeah, because I think... Dude, I, mean, I have. I have. I have. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. When you post about this episode, he, like, the, the kids... Dude, there's a photo of him drumming, and his last post was in 2009. I definitely friended him uh, wow. 11 years ago. And, uh Yeah. Wow, the like the most famous person I'm friends with on Facebook is like two different like former AV club writers, and that's that's about it. Oh, that's funny. I think I friended like Mark Maron in 2009 too. <laughs> if you got in right in 2009, you could friend a bunch of famous people. Oh yeah, I think my friend request for Pete Holmes is still pending. Oh yeah, well gotta have Ram Dass is all that shit. <laughs> so like some of the songs that I'm looking at from the film though are still just like. Yeah, these are all great songs that I still really only know from this movie. Like, I think I discovered the Black Keys and Stevie Nicks because of this song. Like, when I heard Edge of Seventeen in actuality one time, I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, I remember uh, Jack Black going, who say you say you?" And uh, like, yeah, and we didn't even we haven't even talked about Joan Cusack, who is you know in a revelation in this movie. I she is so great in this and like I used to be able to kind of do an impression of her in this movie just like yeah Mr. Schneebly and like that's about it. But yeah, like uh good. yeah we have fun. How does she have some like prestige drama HBO show where she's a drug counselor or some shit. You know what I mean? Like she's one of those actors that you're like I want to see you like do the thing just for you and win a bunch of awards because you're fantastic. Yeah, she she was on St- Shameless for a while. Um but like Yeah, yeah. Honestly, out of the three Cusack siblings, I gotta go Joan. Sorry, John and Anne. I don't know who no. Anne Cusack is, unfortunately. I just learned that she exists. Here's my idea for a show, okay? It's okay. Joan Cusack and Allison Janey and their sisters doing something. Yeah, I'm in. Hon- oh, Thank you. God. Straight to series. I will eat anything up that has Allison Janney. Like, yeah, even if it's the worst. Who gives a shit? I yeah. watched three seasons of Mom on CBS because I was like, I got to get my fix of Janny. 
Oh man, yeah, she's great. Yes, yeah, Joan Cusack is so good in it. And then, um, yeah, the music. Wait, oh yeah, I was looking at the uh, at the soundtrack here. Like, oh yeah, substitute that Who song is fantastic. That's how I got into that. But a lot of this stuff is stuff that like immigrant song. Like my middle school band that I was in covered that, and I love uh, it. it was funny because the singer, his voice hadn't changed yet. This kid Jimmy. And um, so it was like really rough and I wanted to sing and I thought I could, but I was too nervous. So I just played bad guitar, but I have recordings of it somewhere. If I can find it, I'll, I'll send it to you. You got to throw it in. That's very exciting. Us, us like 2004 fucking rocking with this kid <laughs> going, ah, you know. Wait, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm sure I have. But when I was actually around the time the School of Rock came out, I was in uh, a shitty rock band at, for, at my summer camp. Hell yeah. We were called Rock the Party. And Amazing. uh wow. Like it was these like three or four kids that just wanted to like play like and riff on like the bass, guitar, and drums. And then I was like seven years old and I was just like writing shitty like lyrics that didn't make any oh. sense. It's awesome. Like, oh God. And I used to have a CD somewhere. And like it was the worst quality CD ever. It was like somebody's put a tape recorder in the middle of a room and it was too close to oh, like yeah, yeah. the subwoofer. But uh that was the yeah. best time. We were called The Bloom, and we, we played two shows, and we covered the Immigrant Song, we covered a Pearl Jam song, and we covered, and then we just played like 12 Bar Blues or something. Sure. But um, yeah, I've got like tapes of that. I have tapes of us quote unquote rehearsing and shit. Like, um, And you guys just played like the riff of Smoke on the Water for like four minutes, and that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still am looking for like a jam. I'm like, I just want to play 12 Bar Blues for four hours with some people, so... Yeah, uh-huh. like I, if there's a, if you're looking for a band and you want to build something with a ukulele, I'm your guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, as you, you know, I'm a very serious guy, so that's a little, that's too, uh, you know. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I've had it in my Amazon wish list for over two years, but uh, uh, I'm maybe gonna get a ukulele banjo. Whoa, what is that? Like it's the same finger fingering that you would use for a ukulele, but it sounds like a banjo. Mm. That's the only time anyone's ever used fingering in the same sense as you can. Think anyone has ever done both? I think we could say fingering and banjo, but honestly, banjos are sexy. I think banjo, you probably do all right. You know, um, there's a great Steve Martin tweeted out like some banjo shit, like when this was all starting, and um, that was really cool. It made me want to play. I have, I have like my grand, my great grandfather's banjo or something somewhere. I want to get it repaired. It's from like I'm afraid of breaking it because it's so old. Yeah, but that's but, um, that would be so cool just to like have it because yeah. I I don't really know how you play it and how it's different than like a guitar or a bass. Like I know those are different inherently, but like I don't know which one is closer to. Yeah, in yeah. Terms of playing. Hello, you've got a bass. Yes. Um. <laughs> actually, that reminds me. A St- like Steve Martin playing uh banjo. Uh, my boyfriend and I were in uh were on a road trip and a song by him came on uh, like with him playing the banjo and it's one of the only songs that he was like. Okay, I hate this. Please skip it. <laughs> oh, really? Well, it's definitely a divisive instrument. Yeah, it's divisive, and I I've been getting weird, very into country and like western stuff. So I think it's like there's a litmus test of like kind of poppy stuff versus like uh, Kenny Rogers and R.I.P. Uh, and yeah, there's like, like hot people country, which I don't like. Oh, I'm a big fan of hot people country. I'm a I, I am like a, country. I'm a huge Casey Musgraves fan right now. Like. Oh well, yeah, but she's so talented. She's allowed to do a lot of people country. Yeah. Have you have you seen her her um, Amazon Christmas special? No, but she did it with um, 
Isn't she sing with someone else? Uh, she sings with Zoe Deschanel. She sings with Troy Sivan. Sivan. She sings with um, a bunch of other people. But it's like it's her trying to do light sketch comedy as well as singing, <laughs> and it is fascinating. I think I've said that verbatim on this podcast before, but like I just need to get the word out on the Casey Musgraves Christmas special. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Margot Price is another person I really like. Oh, um, really yeah, and, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on another one. Oh, Maggie Rogers is like a little too oh, yeah, poppy. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Uh, Lily Hyatt, I just got into. Ooh. Because I, I went and saw Todd Snyder. He's one of my favorites. I saw him play and, and she opened for him. She has this album called Trinity Lane, which I'm like, it's my quarantine album right now. I'm just like rocking it. Do you like good. Casey Musgraves? I mean, it's, it's, I'd say it's more on the singer-songwriter country end than poppy, but it's definitely like, I'm good with that. It's right in the sweet spot for me. Like they should do a school of rock school of Southern rock. I was literally just thinking that like, what, okay. What if, okay. Teacher Bible teacher school of country. And it stars Dolly Parton going undercover in a school. And it's like a Mrs. Doubtfire thing. Amazing. Wait, this is, this is legit. A good idea. I think. (laughs) Like, well, let's just call Dolly. And then she shows up on the zoom thing. Hey, <laughs> I'm worried. We have to protect Dolly Parton, Jimmy Carter, and Bernie Sanders. Those are the only old people we need to put in a bubble right now. And that, what about uh, what? Are, what are your thoughts on Betty White? I think I think she'll be fine anyway. I don't. I, I can't imagine she was like 50 when the Spanish flu happened anyway. So I think she's still immune. And also, remember that Snickers commercial where she got tackled and she was totally fine. That's true. She does her own stunts. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know something wild uh, from this movie? Mm. There is a convicted murderer that that appears in this movie. Well, who? Um, so what are the kids? No, unfortunately not. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, after this movie, um, uh, fucking uh, Spazzy McGee went <laughs> haywire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so um, in there is a the scene towards the end where um Joan Cusack arrives at the House of Blues and. Like all the parents are there and they're like trying to push to the front. Uh, uh, a guy, John uh, Giuka, uh is in the, is an extra. And so he was convicted of second degree felony murder in the 2003 death of his, uh, of a 19 year old named Mark Fisher. Uh, except Whoa. it was recently uh, unanimously overturned in 2018 because the prosecutor withheld evidence. But then the New York Court of Appeal reinstated his conviction. So, Whoa, I'm on his page. It doesn't even mention School of Rock. Yeah, I mean, all it says is that he he was working as like a TV extra at one point, as a film and TV extra in Brooklyn. If you don't have an IMDb and a rap sheet, are you really an actor? He was, uh, wasn't there some actor that killed people that was in uh, some Apatow film? I think think there was a guy in um, 40 Old Virgin who later killed someone. Steve Carell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kills in the office. I mean, have you seen yeah, that right. show? Uh, oh that's crazy, man. That's what, like, I mean, I guess anybody can be an extra. They just need people to be warm bodies, but. uh And it turned out he was a bit extra. He was so extra, they had to murder. He was so, he was that's so what they should call the documentary extra. about him, a bit extra, you know? Well, there's that documentary about how that guy was freed from uh jail when he was falsely accused of murder uh because curb your enthusiasm was filming like at a 
baseball game he was, he was at. in it yeah right right yeah that's the netflix documentary uh i forget what it's called i didn't watch it but i heard it was good but like this is the opposite of that when they make the tiger king movie i feel as though jack black as joe Antle maybe would be great oh that's that's really good i think if the tiger king came out 10 years ago jack black would be the tiger king right but i think now it's going to be like danny mcbride or someone we don't know oh oh danny mcbride as the tiger king is good I don't um, say David Spade, but I'm like, I don't I, visually I get it. But like Danny McBride, you feel like could just walk in and do it. Like Yeah, I feel like uh, David Spade could maybe play like the documentarian, I think. Oh yeah. That, well like, no, that's if, should, if he that needed to be, be in the uh, movie. Who's the narrator in Big Lebowski? It should be the cowboy guy. Oh, oh, Sam Elliott. It should be Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam <laughs> Sam Elliott. Um hmm. just Irishman in his face, make him a little younger. Yeah, uh, and then they've already announced that Carol Baskin is going to be played by Kate McKinnon. Perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, I think I like, I'm excited for the 18 Tiger King things that are going to come out in the next seven months. I'm, I'm probably going to rewatch it at some point. I like that's how much I liked it. Also, they reopened the case into Don Baskin's disappearance. Hashtag justice for Don. So here's the thing. I watched it and I liked it, but I don't think I'm going to really watch anything else with it just because it was just exhausting to be like, yeah, all three of these people are terrible. And the way that the, uh, uh, the one person they interviewed that was misgendered the entire documentary, oh, how, right. he was, how he was saying that like, oh yeah, not a single animal like benefited or like had anything good happen to them in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, yeah. And how much of it is just like a bunch of us, like uh, liberal elites in the cities just being like, wow, look at these wild Southern folk, you know? I guess. I don't feel like a liberal elite. I'm unemployed. I don't know. <laughs> My net worth is negative $39,000. I'm certainly privileged, but I don't feel elite right now. Yeah. Um, you know what? We, at the end of the day, Family's we can Band Elementary. Did you see, I, I brought it right back. That was good. That was good. Wait, yeah. so tell me. So you went to a prep school. Like, what did you school. think of wearing like a uniform all the time? Did you like that? I think I liked it. I mean, just me personally, I... I liked it. I had like very tense home life. So I was in, so to go to a school that was like super keeps you busy, like you had to play sports. So like, if you want to do theater, you had to do sports and then go do theater. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, sitting it's on like the a bench. high school musical situation there. You know, they made me play fucking lacrosse. Right. And I'm like sitting on the bench, the whole thing. And I'm running laps, you know, and I don't give a shit. And then I got to go do Jesus Christ superstar, you know, but looking back, I really like the, the discipline and like the schedule of it and stuff. Cause as much as I complain about it, I do better when I'm really busy. So I, I had a good time there. I was really fortunate to go. That's legit. Yeah. I went to a um, private Jewish school and like, we didn't have um, uniforms. Cause I don't think that's really like a Jewish school thing, unless you're going to like rabbi you school. Jesus Christ superstar. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did do, um, we put on an opera when I was in seventh grade that was originally written and performed at Auschwitz. Okay. Yeah, I would. I played the Hitler allegory, which was very surreal. That's insane, man. Yeah, um, it, it was an opera. None of us were trained. Um, they split the the opera up in half, and in the middle of the show, like we took a break, and someone from our school interviewed one of the original cast members from the opera. I thought you were going to say one of the original cast members from Auschwitz. Like it's not a that was a real it was. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did the cast original members? Awful. 
that's <laughs> eh, okay. Well, that's really heavy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird time, and the director yelled at us for laughing because laughing can hurt your voice, which I don't know if that's true. Huh. But also weird to tell kids stop <laughs> laughing. Yeah, just that's a big yeah, that's a big uh, just cauldron of what the fuck, just like opera, Auschwitz, no laughing. Yeah, meanwhile, your school's Jesus Christ Superstar, and that's just like a victory lap for you. Like, come on. Dude, I played Judas. It was awesome. Ooh, that's fun to play a villain. Because there's like, you can play Jesus, and we all know about him. Um, And then there's all the other people that are just clowns. But Judas, that guy fucks. Yeah. At that point, I just did hand stuff. But it was a great (laughs) show. And I got to do a weird dance with Jesus and then betray him, which is really my vibe. Wow, and and hey, Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical School of Rock was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. So, boom, you got that. It, it, no, he didn't. He did. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote the School of Rock musical. Yeah, he bought the rights to the school to School of Rock as a musical, and yeah, like his his regular collaborators did the lyrics. And uh, I'm curious how they approach the music stuff because, like, they, presumably they can't have little bits of other music in there, can they? They can't. Be, well, they can't do like all the scenes where he's playing the doors and shit. Yeah, so that's the thing. He um he said that uh he like used as much. He said uh uh the that there needed to be additional music rather than using the soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. you can't do heavy metal; everyone would be screaming. But like they, he was like, we got to use the iconic songs from the show. Like they, they yeah, do, like do actual, covers. The the band, like the you're not hardcore, all those songs and stuff that are from the show, from the Dewey Rice with the kids. They can use that, I'm sure. Exactly, and I, I, I haven't really listened to the soundtrack nor seen it in theater. I was very close to seeing it when it came to Philly, but um, mm. like I'm pretty sure that they do like different like compilations and like as they're practicing, they're gonna play like familiar riffs and stuff like that. Yeah, right, right. But there's like a they, they when the the show was about to go on Broadway, I remember they. Uh, made a like a 360 video when that was a popular thing with mm. this like really long song called "You're in the Band," which is basically Dewey singing the different roles that all the kids will have in the, oh, yeah, the yeah. show, and it's it's a really a slog to get through. Like if you're familiar with any other Andrew Lloyd Webber shows, like if you like Andrew Lloyd Webber, you would like it. But like he did Phantom of the Opera, he did Cats, he did Jesus Christ Superstar, he he's done fucking everything. Yeah, I love Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea like what it's about. Like I know what it's about. I want to correct this because I'm sure someone is listening to this. I was in Godspell, different than Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, yeah, that's way different. That's someone has already been like, you're wrong, Max. It was Godspell. What's the difference? Is it is Godspell the one where everybody's wearing like tie dye shirts all the time? Godspell's like like hippie clown shit, and I think oh. Superstar is more like hard rock stuff okay so i could not have played judas and jesus christ superstar that's some real shit well the passion of christ does happen um and judas judas is a character in godspell so i think i think it's possible that you were in godspell no that's what i'm saying i was in godspell i was not in jesus christ superstar got it okay i I don't more sense (laughs) i just i know that like musical people know their musical shit and i just wanted to correct it because someone has been listening going back to your what are you talking about (laughs) So I, I apologize. And, yeah, I also uh, feel like you would know if you were in an Andrew Lloyd Webber show because it would basically be an opera and you would be like exhausted by the end of it because everything is so like silly and goofy. My dad was an opera singer. You know that? Did really? I tell you that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, my whole life is professional opera singer. Pretty wild, huh? That's cool. His like, job was to be unintelligibly loud, and uh, <laughs> his job was to be loud and loud in languages I didn't understand. <laughs> Put it that way. That's magical. Like, I bet him oh, singing the yeah. shower sounded wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. Did he, like, critique you after Godspell being like, you didn't really hit that note that well? No, but one time, so I've been doing stand-up for, like, nine years, and one time he saw me do stand-up, and I got off stage, and he said I had a long neck. So, that's pretty much it. Well, one one time my dad sent me notes. Like, he, oh, I, God. like, I did a bit on, about... On your bit? Yeah, I did a bit about being gay, and he was like, here's, like, some alts if you want to use those. Um, and I politely what, declined. Like, you didn't want to say you were getting, like, <laughs> what's, what's the alt? Like, be strange. No, I don't... It was just like, <laughs> it was just like different specifics. Cause like, he was like, oh, what if you talked about like Elton John or like blah, blah, blah. Uh, well meaning, <clears throat> but, uh, uh, ultimately, uh, I said no. Um, yeah, I have an uncle that calls me and leaves, uh, joke ideas. Yeah. Being in comedy yeah. is fun. No, um, no, close. <laughs> Max, do you have any uh, final thoughts on uh, School of Rock before we before we rate this? Um, no, I just like it just you know I hadn't thought about it for a few years, but it, it was a really important movie for me at a time, and you know it also reminded me a lot of I had a, my, of my original guitar teacher was this guy named Mike, who in my head was like fifty, but I realize now he was probably like twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> and um, when I watched School of Rock, it definitely reminded me of him. And I've been trying to find this fucking guy for like 10 years now. And I can't find him on Facebook. I want to just send him some of the stuff and be like, hey, man, I still play guitar. Thank you for everything. That'd be so nice. I like I know a couple people that have gone through. off chance that he's into like uh, somebody pods. Text me, dude. Yeah. Like I I know people that have gone through like the School of Rock program, which is like an actual like organization. I don't know if it sprung up before the movie or after the movie. And they were just like sharing the title. But like like they do good stuff. And like a lot of people become lifelong musicians from it. So like music's good it's awesome it's a free hobby dude once you buy the one thing like that's what i always think if i had kids i'd be like you should just play an instrument because like if you're ever broke like you still have that you know like the amount of joy i've gotten out of one acoustic guitar i mean i have a new one now but when i start like i had like a 200 hundred dollar guitar yeah and the amount of joy i've gotten out of it regardless of how things are going in my life it's like fantastic you know for sure yeah like i have a ukulele and then i have a guitar and it'll be like i'll maybe play one or two songs and i'll be like i'm done playing with this but still it's it's just such a different thing it's kind of like cooking and that you're making something with your hands and it's like growing well beyond what you can do you know yeah yeah and you can tie it into other stuff you do or you know like i sometimes use it with comedy stuff i do stand up but like i can do a guitar comedy act now and it's so much fun like i just started doing that a little bit and like um Again, I don't give a shit if it's lame. I don't think it is. I think it's genuinely good, but um, I just—it's just another tool in the toolbox if you want to entertain people. And, oh, uh, totally. Yeah, I yeah. just started. Add, I'm just trying trying to integrate music into my uh, stand-up, and it's so much fun. And people are like, "Ooh, something different!" Like, I think you get yeah. over that fact of like people are going to think I'm weird right off the bat. It's like you're, of course, you're weird. You're, you're the only one with a microphone, and you want to talk. You're weird by nature of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like the best stand, my the best. I don't know, but my favorite standups are the ones that aren't trying to be cool. Those are the ones that are actually cool. Exactly. Um, yeah, they're just like, yeah, I know this is stand up and this is stupid that I'm pretending that I'm saying things off the cuff when I've been practicing them in the shower for weeks. Yeah, if it's authentic to you, then it'll read that way. So yeah, there are some things you can't do that some someone couldn't do that might be hacky if someone else did. But like, I don't know. I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, I love it. 
Yeah, for sure. So now now is the part of the podcast where we rate everything on a scale from zero to five. You can be as minute and specific with your decimal points and everything as possible. But uh, Max, what are you what are you going to give uh, School of Rock today? I'm going to give it a. Oh, man, I'm definitely going to give it. I'm going to give it like a six. I'm no, just gonna I, give, a zero to five. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's better than five seems like not enough, but I'll give it a five then. Wow. OK. I give it a five point one. Uh no. Then, okay. We're going right. to break numbers. Dude, I'm Dewey Finn and you're Nash Neebly right now. You're trying to box me in and I'm trying to have fun. Well, you know what? You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. So That's true. That's true. No one's living hardcore right now. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Wish somebody would tell me I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I mean, this is one of my, one of, one of my favorite movies from my childhood. I'm read, I'm giving it a 4.3. Like, it's great. I love it. Um, I do feel so much uh, embarrassment and uh, so much sorrow when Dewey is really in the dumps and it's very cringeworthy, but I mean, it's a great movie and everybody in it is great. So crunching the numbers, we're giving School of Rock a 4.65, which puts it right under Iron Giant and right above Beauty and the Beast in yeah. our rankings. So this is, this is, this is our, our fifth number five on like the highest rated movies that we've done on this podcast. So yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do genuinely fit, like, I don't, I mean, for what it is, I can't, I don't have any notes for how they could improve it really. Like family friendly, great lines that work for adults and kids, kick-ass soundtrack. Yeah. You like know? this, this is like a movie that you could, your dad and you could watch together because it has like the music that he likes. And then it has all of the teens and ki- stars that you like. And yeah, and it's not the Marvel fucking cinematic universe. I'm so no. glad just to see a movie like with one idea that they left they didn't let the you know it's not based on anything it's not a sequel it's just like hey we're gonna make tell you one story and get the fuck out of here yeah Very you know what I, you know what i gave points off on i just remembered um i really do not like the part during the credits when it's just them jamming together and they become they break the fourth wall and they're like movie's almost over yeah I, you're I, right you're right I hate, I hate that so you're right. much can I, can I move it down to a 4.9 can we do you want do you want to I mean, if you're number crunchers, you call them back in the room. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm doing it right, right now. Four point nine. Okay. <laughs> hey, it stays in the exact same position. So now it's just four point six instead of four point six five. So hey, congratulations. Still between Iron Giant and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Wow. Well, great, Max. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh, really and keeping that distance. Uh, is there anything that you would like to plug or promote? Yeah. Um. Tomorrow. Um. I'm gonna be uh, pacing around my apartment. Um, during normal business hours and um, you know that's about it follow me on twitter at he is max barth um, on instagram at max c as in car barth and um, just like my shit and uh, get out of my face i guess yeah get out of get out of max's face Thank you for having me, though. It was very Yeah, fun. it was my pleasure. And uh, also, uh, the podcast that I produced with a uh, friend of the podcast, Hannah Trav, uh, you've been on it twice. Uh, keep you posted with Hannah Trav. It's uh, more news-based, but you're a delight. And Thank you. it sucks that I'm moving out of this apartment next month because we just found out that we live so close to each other and you're a delightful man. But you did a jam, dude. Yeah, uh, movie's almost over. <laughs> podcast almost over. <laughs> Shoot me in the face. <laughs> Uh, okay I'll, well, I'll sing that and then you'll do the credits like you know uh kid flicks was produced by you know oh i didn't i never produced that for me because i was like eh, it's just me we're just gonna go <laughs> yeah 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 but uh but that is all for today we will hear you in a fortnight uh, wash your hands and go go gadget and show